You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Get to the flames, idiots. Yeah. Hockey, hockey. Puck, puck, puck. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. George is getting upset. Oh, Where man. has that little sexy minx been? <laughs> and Maddie Rose. <laughs> oh, friends, welcome aboard. I've never used. Pythagorean theorem. And I got some local nuts notes for you as well. You got some local what? I can do it in like three tugs. You sure about that? We don't do that here. <laughs> That's Toronto Radio. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. It's Thursday. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in the afterglow of the first round of the NHL draft were there some surprises sure was there big time trades and activity hell to the no it's gonna be a busy day though that's what we're hearing today busy day come to trades hopefully Matty Rose you're um you were, Yo, you were, you were, hey, you were dude. waiting for it. It was Christmas Eve for you. It was yeah, Christmas Day. You opened good. the presents. How were you? Were you excited? Were you disappointed? How did the draft go for you last no, night? No, it was good. It was fun. I, I I loved the draft. You get all the surprises early on. Dmitry Simishev going sixth overall to Arizona threw a a wrench into everybody's plans. Nate Danielson going top ten and being. The second guy out of the WHL, I think that was a little bit surprising too. There were some surprises. There were some risers, some fallers. Didn't have the trades, but in the end, I think that's okay. Um, Maybe we'll get some today, but it just goes to show. Like Once the day finally got here, teams had their list, and they said, man, do we really want X player that this team doesn't want in this salary cap when we can just get like this stud that our scouts are salivating over? And a lot of teams opted to go that way. What was the biggest surprise, maybe? Mm, Mitch Koff to seven? Is that the biggest no, surprise? No, that was that was one that seemed like it was going to be either Philly or Washington when it all came down to it. I would probably say <sighs> Simishev at six. Hmm. Like, this is a guy, like, how, how often do we talk about the top three defensemen and we talked about... Reinbacher, who went five, Willander, who went eleven, eleven, and then Axel Sandin Pelica, who went seventeenth. Yeah, and those were kind of the top three defensemen that we were thinking about. And here you get Simashev coming in, who, you know, big Russian defenseman. Coyotes liked what they saw. Like I was kind of with Bukula there when if you, if you were watching the draft, in the sense that, you know, you've got two picks here. Did you really? Did you really need to reach that far? Could you have dropped down a little bit? But maybe they felt other teams also liked the big Russian defenseman too. I don't know. But in the end, that was probably the biggest surprise. Um, that and Zach Benson falling out of the top ten was also kind of a bit of a, st- a shock to me. Well, uh, the Calgary Flames made their pick. Uh, they took a Slovak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Hanzik mm-hmm. is the newest member of the Calgary Flames. Again, you can't teach size. Uh, 6'3", 195 pounds, skilled winger. Uh, fashions his game, he says, after Leon Dreisaitl, which, my God, would be okay. Um, your thoughts on the draft pick? Were you surprised? Were you pleased? Was it a guy you had on your radar? 
Uh, he was definitely on the radar. Hanzik's an interesting one because as the year went on, he really started to rise up the draft board. So I only saw him once this season, and it was back in October when the Vancouver Giants were coming through Calgary. He had a tough season. He missed 25 games at the World Juniors. He had a, a pretty bad cut on his calf that cut his tournament short. Um, it's It was an interesting year. He was one of those guys that's probably one of the harder ones to predict in this draft, just given what he went through injury-wise and, and everything that was involved with that. The numbers are solid. The big rangy dude, he definitely needs to fill out. You know, depending on what you read, he either projects to be a left winger or a centerman. Um, I think the Flames were more talking about him as a centerman, but there's a couple of draft out kind of guides I was reading this morning that had him projected more as a left winger. Um, There's a lot of things to like here. A guy that can play all aspects of the ice. Now, at the same time, there were maybe a little bit more exciting names around, but here I'm I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little bit of a a page out of George's book here because you have a a feeling on draft picks that I, I think is very fair. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, dislike a draft pick because I don't watch the guy enough. There are certain players that I know I like, but I'm not going to dump on this draft pick compared to the guys that I liked just because I saw Hanzik once and he had a couple points. It was early October. He wasn't really on a lot of people's radar, but here he is 16th overall. Yeah. Again, I, uh, I will never criticize drive. I've learned in my years on this beautiful blue planet we call Earth, I've learned uh, not to criticize draft picks because we just don't know. Like half of these, more than half of these picks aren't going to work out anyway in the first round. Like I think people forget about that too. This one we don't know. This one probably not. But for yeah, the most but, part, yes. Okay, yeah, but generally speaking, I would even say probably even this one, Maddie, because we just don't know. Like it's just the way the work, the way it works. You're drafting eighteen-year-old kids. You don't know how they're going to pan out eventually like people getting upset about the draft picks like how do you know like oh they should have taken uh sandine palica oh how, like how many people listening and watch sandine palica like very close and go oh, i really like his game <laughs> yeah. it's like shut up exactly right like now, here's... When, the, when the raptors when the raptors didn't take scotty barnes a couple of years ago it's like how dare they not take scotty barnes and then he wins rookie of the year it's like shut up you don't know we none of us know jason bukula is going to join us and this is what he does like He's he's devoted his life to scouting young hockey players, and he does a terrific job at it. But again, there's also some luck and uncertainty involved in all of this. And yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous is that Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings took him right after the Flames picked. The thing for me with Sandin Pelica is of the three guys I had mentioned, like Reinbacher and Willander, would have been better fits for the Flames. Just knowing what the Flames have in their organization with Jeremy Poirier being kind of their top defenseman prospect right now, at least offensively, that's kind of what Axel Sandin Pelica leans to. But I'm right there with you. Anytime that you sit in front of Steve Eiserman's draft at the draft, you just that those are that's no good. That's that's not a fun place to be. That was like when Danielson went nine and he was one of the forwards that we had talked about going out of the dub. But at the same time, we talked about him being like kind of more closer to where the Flames were going to be. And he goes up and grabs him nine. 
And on face value, you kind of want to be like, oh, what, what is that? What he was supposed to go later, but at the second, you you know, you look at who's making the pick, and you go, yeah, okay, he's probably going to end up being a star. That's fine. And I thought the Red Wings had a great draft, by the way. Yeah, because that's what the the Red Wings do. Uh, Just added a whole smart. bunch of guys they need. Yeah. Again, there's another example when they took uh, Cider. Uh, what three years ago now? Yep. Sixth, everybody's like, oh, they're going off the board. What's Steve Eiserman doing? <laughs> Guy wins rookie of the year. Like, you just, yep. you have no idea. Again, like, people can pretend they're draft experts, especially, like, some of these prospects uh, who play in Europe who hmm. you never see play unless they're at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Yeah, for the most part. it's Like, how many of our listeners are like, you know what I got to watch tonight? <laughs> I got to watch the Swedish Elite League tonight to see how Tom Willander is going to look. Like, shut up. You don't do that. Yeah, that's kind of we where don't I know. come down. Like, I understand. And like I said, there are certain, like, that doesn't mean that you can't like a player a lot and would have sure. preferred a player because you see them a lot and you believe in them and you like them. That's what scouts sure. do. That's what regional scouts do. But at the same time, I'm not going to come out here and be like, what in the hell is Craig Conroy? Because you know what Craig Conroy did for the entire year before he got the GM role? Was do a hell of a lot of scouting. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fall back and, and trust this guy knows what he's doing. So can I can I say the most shocking thing about the draft last night? <laughs> what that I almost fell out of my chair. Yeah, did you? What happened. is this going to be? I was I was stunned. I was shocked. I was bewildered. <laughs> okay, this I was puzzled. A bit much already. Um, the Canucks took a Swede. I <laughs> couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with the two Swedes the up Canucks, in the... The Canucks took a Swede who idolized the Sedins yep. growing up? I never thought that That was crazy, man. Unbelievable. How could they? Yeah, like, at the same time, like, I almost would have expected the Flames to take the Swede when Sandy and Pelico was there. Like, that's why I th- that's where I thought they were going at 16. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. That's what I thought they were going to do. I was listening in the car as I was driving around and uh, listening to Patty do the draft with Vickers there, and... You know, Pat was getting texts from the Flames organization as they were walking up to the podium, and they were stoked that their guy was going to be there. So I was in my head, I'm like, oh, it's definitely Sandy and Pelica. Like, the guy's been top 12 all season, defenseman. They need a defenseman prospect, maybe. The, all that stuff. And then they go up and grab Hanzik. So, hey, he was high on their list. Probably one of those top three guys that Craig Conroy had talked about before they took off for Nashville. We'll have to wait and see. I do like, I will say this, selfishly, I really like the fact that they have a first-rounder playing in the WHL. Because you can actually get eyes on them. Sure. That's been a while, too, since they've taken the first-rounder out of the dub. Yeah, big time. Um, The unfortunate part here is that you know Vancouver made their loan trip to Calgary last year, so this upcoming year, Calgary will be going to Vancouver, and then they'll alternate again. So uh, Maybe he gets traded out west. That would be cool. Maybe he gets traded to Hitman. That'd be really how, cool. How far away is Samuel Hanzek from playing for the Calgary Flames? Uh, I don't know. Three? Two, three? Depends on yeah. how... Like, here's the thing, right? Like, we talk about a rangy dude. He's 6'3". He's only a buck 85. Like, when you look at him, you're like, if this dude, like, hits a growth spurt, you know, automat- just somehow throws on 10 pounds, 15 pounds before camp... Maybe that changes. Now, do we know if Hanzik was loaned to the Giants from his European? He was drafted. Oh, okay. Tenth uh, overall in the import draft. Okay, so he so, can't play with Stockton then. No. Okay. So he is technically a WHL player. Ah, so right. it doesn't have the European rights. Okay. 
Um, because, yes, uh, if he had been drafted out of the European leagues, mm-hmm. he would be eligible to come over and play in the AHL mm-hmm. right now. But frankly, the WHL is probably a little bit better suited to him yeah. just right now as he is, uh, especially with the injury kind of taking its toll last year. Um, so that's kind of where I where I look at it. Like another year in the WHL, go back, run rough Season. shot. Yeah, like he'd be the number one center, top power play. And the Giants PK. were a bad team last year. They're yeah, going to get better. Well, especially after they traded, traded Zach Ostapchuk yeah. to uh, the Winnipeg Ice mm-hmm. in the middle-ish of the season. Yeah, yeah they weren't a great team. So um, I'm interested to see what the next year holds. But listen, 23 goals and 56 points in 43 games. Like that's, you know, I know it's junior hockey. I know it's not Connor Bedard's line, but... It's pretty impressive points per game. He led all rookies in the WHL as far as points per game goes. And I, I like the fact, again, uh, size, right? You look at the Stanley Cup champion. Six foot three, Knights. man. They're a big, they were a big team. Uh, they were a big, big team. Outside of the guy who won the Conn Smythe uh, was a little guy in March or so. And by the way, uh, cruel bit of business last night <laughs> in Las Vegas, training <laughs> one of the misfits, Riley Smith, for a third to Pittsburgh. Thanks for the championship. Uh, we love you. Bye. We need to sign Barbashev uh, to a five-year deal. Um, very like, cruel business. I would, I would uh, that's professional have, sports. I would rather have Barbashev ten times out of ten. But yeah, okay, I get that, it. That's but, the hard way she goes. That's this the way she blows. Business. Hey, it's tough business. Yeah, uh, this professional hockey. Yeah, but again, I'm I'm all about size. Like you can, you can tell me all about all day every day about how Matthew Phillips is super skilled. The guy's little. Yeah. And it's tough to play against bigger dudes. And if the Calgary Flames want to be a big, fast team, that's that's a great route. That's a great way to approach. Obviously, when Connor Bedard is there, you want to take Connor Bedard. Who cares that he's yeah. little? He's absolutely gross, and he's ridiculously skilled. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I'll take size and 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 just size and speed over. Well, that and he every has day. speed too. Like I, yeah. I love the quote. I think we threw it up on Instagram on station uh, feed. But he had a quick chat with Patty after he was drafted, and one of his quotes was, I am very big, and I am very fast. And I was like, yes, let's go. Two things. That's all you need. Big, fast, you can teach the rest. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, again, um, very surprising last night uh, that uh, the Calgary Flames made that pick when a lot of people were like, oh, Sandy Pelica, going to be right here. Can't wait. Going to be yeah, a great pick. Going to be the best pick ever. Gonna be the best pick we ever made. You have no idea. No, you like, have no, no idea. No. Like zero. Like straight up, yeah. Like I would have loved to see Sandy Pelica. It would have been really neat and all that, but um like I don't I, I don't even know the kid that much. You know who I feel bad for last night? Who's that? Adam Fantilli. Why? Well, you were gonna go to beautiful Anaheim and live <laughs> the life. And then you have to go to terrible Columbus. Yeah, well, but I like what they're building there in Columbus. Yeah, uh, well, that's fine. But like Kent Johnson is one of his good pals too. Yeah. Um, the the young skilled winger there who's also in Columbus right now. Um, yeah, I I think that's that, it's appropriate. You know, California versus Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's yeah. A Wolverine be, going to a Buckeye you know, the, city. The two organizations are what they are. But that's fine. Yeah, that's a good point by you. He's a Michigan guy going to Buckeye State. Like, that's a big rivalry, right? Oh, massive. Yeah. So that's maybe a little something, something there. But yeah. I'm just talking about lifestyle. Like, Anaheim I'm sure just he had it, yeah. I'm sure he had it stuck in his head. I'm going to go to SoCal. <laughs> I'm going to wear some shorts and flip flops to the rink. Me and Trevor <laughs> Zegris are going to go on yeah. the beach. I can golf all day, <laughs> maybe learn to surf. Yeah. Like, my life's going to be awesome. Then all of a sudden, Leo Carlson, excuse me? Yeah. Now I got to go to C bus. 
I got to go wallow in CBUS where nobody <laughs> cares about the most inconsequential franchise in the NHL? What I, was their draft party? Do they have four people at it? Like, what? Do they have a draft party? <laughs> we like to thank the, the fan who's watching our draft party tonight. Like, what? It's just, oh, that sucks for him. And I know I rip on the Columbus Blue Jackets a lot, and rightfully so. Because really, who wants to play there? Outside of, even Johnny really didn't want to play there. He just got, he had to play there. Yeah, I, I guess. They've got their local fans. they got a strong local contingent. Sure. Whatever. But instead of Anaheim? Man, that would suck. Yeah, and all those... And Leo Carlson's like jackpot last night. Oh, I don't have to go to Columbus? Thank you. I'll go play in Anaheim. Pretty well, Not bad for the kid. Now you can go down the middle with him and Mac- McTavish and... <laughs> gross. Move Zegris over to the wing where he belongs? Yuck. That'll be gross down the road. And their defense is stacked. And Vanaheim keeps, you know, taking little baby steps every year. Give them a few. What'd you make of their Starbucks third jersey yesterday? Oh, that yeah. That was it's awful. Fine. I didn't really see it. I saw it a couple times. I saw like three of them, and I wasn't sure which one was the real one. Yeah, the mock-up of the original yeah. eggplant. That's what a lot of people were thinking. And then they do, do the side patch. Mm. Okay. I like. I, uh, I will say Adam Fantilli's uh, custom made suit. Oh, that was amazing! Really nice touch. Did you see that, George? Yeah, where he had all the names of everybody who's helped him out. Yeah, on his little vest, family, nice. and friends, and teachers, and coaches, yeah. all in cursive on his little suit vest. Looked really clean. Wouldn't have been cool if Samuel Hanzik had like a Grady Dick like suit last <laughs> night when it was all like bedazzled. He's and got stuff. yeah, he's all red sequins. Yeah, that would be yeah, really nice great. to see. Yeah. We don't see that in the NHL. Did anybody like really have anything too flashy? Like I thought yesterday was pretty. But that's hockey in general. Yeah, right? but like the the season the season before, what Ryan Leonard had a uh, no, not Ryan Leonard. What was that meathead that went to Tampa Bay and said he was the best looking dude at the draft? That Magamadoulin guy? No, 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 <laughs> no not him. <laughs> oh man, what's his name? Never mind. He had a great suit, and then he went up and draft. And didn't he tell um, Carolyn Cameron that he was the best looking dude here? Oh, Isaac that, Howard. Isaac Howard. Yes. That's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, ah, yeah, here I am. <laughs> Told us you were going to go with the white suit. Is this because your nickname, the Iceman? Is this like a LeBron James thing? What were you going for? Yeah, you know the nickname's the Iceman. Uh, you know, I think I'm the best looking guy here, so you know I decided to be the best dressed too. <laughs> Love it. Hey, listen, I like I, I like when guys have a little bit of the confidence. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This, this That's what I want to hear from my draft picks. Guys, I don't hear like, your... oh, I need to develop, and I think I'm going to take my time. Shut up. I want the hear American some belt buckle too. Oh yeah, American He's, flag belt buckle. He uh, and he had the, like the all white yeah. suit, turtleneck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you look like Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah, you need a vibe if you're going to wear an all white suit. Or did Jack Harlow look like Isaac Howard? I don't yeah. know which one came chicken or the egg. Hey, Harlow's first. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all over the draft today, um, and we're hoping there's some trades. And God, I keep hearing all the insiders keep talking about Duclair in the Hannafin deal. Like, please, God, no. Like, nah, no, don't do it. It's got to be a lot more than that. Oh, no? yeah. Well, yeah, no. Like, like I, I don't mind it if that's where you want to start. Like, the thing is, like. <laughs> Here's the thing, George. 
if you have maybe felt like things have shifted to a point where, you know, you didn't feel like you needed to trade Backlund and Lindholm and, and maybe only Hannafin and Toffoli are the two guys that you needed to deal, and you can get something out of Florida like the last deal where you got roster player plus high pick down the road, maybe a prospect, something like that, I don't think it would be the worst deal either. As far as Anthony Duclair goes, he's got speed. He's played really well with Jonathan Huberto before. I don't love going out and getting a player to make another player work. I, I, I find that more often than not, it, it kind of blows up in your face. But that being said, um, I think that he is a guy that would bring a little bit more offensive punch and a veteran offensive punch and maybe take a little bit more off guys like Peltier and Coronado and stuff like that. I agree. If you go one for one, woof, Oof. woo boy, can't do that. That's not a good trade. Yeah, we're we're expecting more quote fireworks today. There was no fireworks last night. <laughs> Let's do something like and God bless Kerry Price for being prepared to say a name last night too. Eleven to seconds Price. it took for uh, Ken Hughes to save him. <laughs> yeah, we were joking about that before the show started. Like someone throw this man a life preserver. Like he's just drowning in front of everybody. My goodness. This, this vest is made of lead. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was right when the better half came in the room, and she, she she's watching to make the pick and just going, what's happening Throw to him? him. <laughs> I was like, no, no it's, it's not supposed to be like this. This is supposed <laughs> to be a beautiful moment. <laughs> oh, man. At least he like got the first name right, and then he was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then, and then they have to. Ken Hughes has to come in and go. Actually, Gary, <laughs> we planned it this way. Maybe hey. you, maybe you don't have a future with us in the front office. <laughs> you know what? If you can't remember a name for ten seconds, go home. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that one was. Uh, that's going to get a lot of play, George. Lot I love it. I, I read today. Habs big losers in the draft last night. I love it because <laughs> oh. we know this. We know this. Big losers last night. How dare they take the number one defensive took, yeah, prospect exactly. in the draft? Big losers right now. I don't know how they how they could make out as winners if they're going to take the number one prospect defenseman-wise in the draft. Like Right-handed shot, too. What are you expecting? You're obviously yeah. going to get trashed for that. It was getting comparisons to, like, Miro Heiskanen. How dare they do that? Well, I think that's a bit lofty, but that's fine. All right, we got lots on the draft. Uh, there was a perfecto last night in the major leagues of baseball. There you was. Or you were asleep? Uh, no, I was. Well, I was not asleep. I I had hockey yesterday myself, so oh. I was uh, laying in bed, very sore, very very sore. Okay, because I uh, I watched the last. Uh, well, actually, I watched the beginning of the game because I was out at an establishment, and then I watched the last three innings. And, yeah, Domingo Herman. Yeah, or Domingo German. He sure did. Got it done last night. Uh, you know what? I was surprised. It, it's been since 2012 there's been a perfecto. Yeah, it's been a long time. That's what Patty yeah. was saying when he came in here. August 15th, 2012. There was three in 2012. Yeah, there was three in 2012. Yeah. Felix Hernandez with the Mariners I was the last one. Matt yeah, Cain, I, I believe, threw one back then. Uh, yeah. Uh, Didn't Phil, Phil Humber, Humber threw yeah. one back then? Dallas Braden did it in 2010 for I Oakland. I remember that one. Was, Which actually, I was doing updates that day. There were less people in attendance for that game that Dallas Braden threw a perfect game in 
than there were last night. There were 200 more people there last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect game. Herman, cool. 99 season, pitches. Suspended once for yeah, like not a stuff, great dude. And then, uh, <laughs> no, he's a scumbag. Perfect game later. Good he's for him. He's a scumbag, but he threw a perfecto last night. Sure did. Congrats yep. to him. One of the, it's the, like, be... it's one of the rarest things a pitcher could do in in baseball. I guess an immaculate inning is rare, but uh, but yeah, perfect games are no hits, no walks. What's the immaculate inning? What that's, that's three uh, strikeouts, all three up, strikes? three down, three, three, three. Yeah, yeah. strike him out three <clears throat> times. Yeah, yeah, on three pitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds easy. I could do that. No problem. I want to say no. I want to say there's been more immaculate innings. I mean, there probably has because there's just perfect like, games. Like yeah, that feel it's way harder to do a perfect game. He's doing it for nine innings. Yeah. Twenty four perfect games. Immaculate. Yeah. So while well, you Google that, one hundred and fourteen times. Okay. Apparently. So it's still that's not yeah, a lot. It's still that's yeah, still see? pretty rare. But yeah, but no, a lot. Yeah, perfect game twenty four in the history yeah, of baseball. Only. Yeah. <laughs> how many a while. now? GVP. How many perfect games have an immaculate inning in them? Oh, that's a, no, that's a deep none. stat. That's yep. a Sportsnet stat. Yeah, you got to about four minutes none. in the break. You'd, I would say you would none. say none? Zero. Yes. That would be my guess. Hmm. Because you can't... What? Uh, they have a perfect game and an immaculate inning, and then what? A piece of meteor hits the, hits the mound, too, while they're pitching? Like, what else do you want to happen in that game? I don't know. I was just wondering. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the odds of that are impossible. Well, I'm just saying, like, hey, you're just being really efficient in one inning, and part of a big game. Like, I don't think it's impossible. I think that's, I think impossible is a lofty word to throw around here, George. Mm. All right. You know, it's not impossible. What? Um, Flames trivia? We're not doing that today. I, we did it yesterday. Just never mind. Uh, the Rose Report? Yeah. Um, also, not did impossible. you see the Kyle Davidson thing? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago guy. That? Chicago guy. We big fan. Play that. Yep, we, we can play, play that. that. at 730. Did you see uh, Kent Hughes' uh, lovely question to the players this year? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. That one was weird. Okay. Uh, yep. We got lots to do. So we got... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we got uh, Frank Cervalli coming up. I, he's still in Nashville, I would assume. At seven o'clock, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff, mm-hmm. eight, eight a.m. Nashville time. We know he's not a morning person. Our man Jason Bukula, Sports and Draft Analyst. You watched him last night. Former Director of Scouting for the Florida Panthers at eight o'clock. And David Amber, host on Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada at eight thirty. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Today, did the Calgary Flames make a trade? I don't know. I have no idea if they're going to make a trade today. I have zero idea if they're going to make a trade, but they might. And we we might see some trades today. Maybe maybe Connor Halibut gets dealt. Uh, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler. Maybe we see an Elias Lindholm extension. I don't know. Who knows? But what I do know is the Rose Report straight ahead, and he'll get you caught up on the draft because you can love and hate picks all you want because that's your right. Because <laughs> you are very upset about a guy you've never watched before in your life who the Flames never took. Mm-hmm. Very upset. So we'll do that next. It's the Rose Report, or it's the Big Show. The Rose Report on the Big Show. <laughs> Sports at nine sixty. The fan. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sports at nine sixty. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The top of the hour. Frank Cervalli. 
the NHL Insider Daily Faceoff. We we should get some trades today, right? Like trades. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Even if it's just like um, you know, moving guys in and out, moving up, moving down, that type of thing. I think moving up, moving down is what I meant to say, and then my words lost me, and I said moving guys okay. in and out, which is just a trade. It's just a trade, George. Yeah, let's see some trades, let's some movement. Someone do something. Yeah, please. Because uh, Saturday, I feel uh, like the Nick Alberga right now. Someone make a trade. Someone make a trade. It's true. Um, and we'll talk to uh, Books, Jason Bukula at eight o'clock on draft. What to look for in the second round? Some gems potentially in the second round. Absolutely. I'm intrigued to find out what's more exhausting: a whole media day, day one of the draft, or a full night at Tootsie's. Hmm. I don't. You think he really got after it last night because he's so busy? No, but I mean, like, this has been a big week. They've been there yeah, for they, they've been there for like four days. Like that's too long to be in a town like that. Yeah. And well, they're going to Nash or Vegas next year. Yeah. Come not on. Bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> we um, we might have to find a way. Uh, let's do the Rose Report. Let's do that right now. Like immediately. And mm. it's brought to you by Motorworks. It's going to be MW. Choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match. And then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Yo, friends. What's going on? Yesterday it was the NHL draft. What a crop. That's a big crop. Oh, what a crop it was. My goodness. We, we also got some Jay's notes, some golf, and uh, Surge and Okotoks dogs notes. But we are going to start with the Calgary Flames. And even before the draft, they got a little bit of business done signing newly acquired forward Jaeger or Sharon Govich. Two-year deal, $6.2 million. He's got a cap at of $3.1 million. He was, of course, acquired for Tyler Toffoli the day prior, along with the 80th overall pick, which will come later today. He signed here, George. It'll walk him right to UFA. Do you like that move? Like, two years show-me deal? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. what. I saw some people were upset that he's not, like, signed long-term, and I was kind of like, well... This is like he had one good year, three point one million dollars. Like I got no problem with this. Like what if he doesn't pop? Then what? So I, I have no problem with the two year three point one million dollars. If he's good, then you pay him. And by then yep. the cap's supposed to go up. So whatever. Doesn't matter. Two year deal, three point one million dollars for Yegor Sharangovich scored twenty four goals. Uh the season prior to last last year regressed to thirteen. Uh, anyways, that's for the draft. How about the Calgary Flames? They stayed put at number 16, made the selection. With our first pick, we're going to take from the Vancouver Giants, Samuel Hanzig. There you go, Samuel Hanzig out of the Vancouver Giants. He is six foot three. He is Slovakian. He projects as a center or a left wing. He's big, he's strong, he can play in all three zones, and he described himself like this when talking to Pat Steinberg. Two-way forward, yeah, good, good player on both sides of the puck, uh, really good offense, good defense, responsibility on the, all, both zones, and uh, you know, I'm a really big guy who can skate really fast, so uh, you know, uh, I can drive the net pretty well. 
well and I know how to use my body in one-on-one -on -one battles and also as well in uh, driving the net so uh, you know I can bring really uh, really interesting uh, you know game from my side to Calgary and hopefully you know it's just gonna get better but first you know I will do what coach is gonna tell me and you know try to fill expectations yeah I'm big I'm fast I do what the coaches say you gotta love that right George yeah again um, I, I like the fact that kids got size like that's that's always a big plus. Uh, the Sharon Govich trade kid has size. I like that. I think that's a good way uh, to build a hockey team. If you're Craig Conroy, but again, as you mentioned, it how far is this kid away from making an impact on the Calgary Flames? Probably at least a couple of years away. And again, uh, he's got a lot of skill. He fashions his game after Leon Drysaddle, which would be super cool if he's even remotely close to being Leon Drysaddle. And again, we just don't know uh does it feel like a safe pick to you yeah uh, i don't know about safe i think he still has to develop but it's yeah when it comes to drafting i would say it's safer than some other selections that would have been on the table like there's a guy named gabriel perot son of yannick perot incredibly offensively talented but a lot of people thought he wasn't going to come play in a lot of different cities kind of was going to try and pick his spot. So yeah, when you kind of look at compare that to what they got here in Hanzik, yeah, safer. Compared to what Minnesota did. What? Who the Wild drafted? I don't know what you're talking Patty, about. Patty, you're doing it. I know I'm trying. I know. You're doing it. Are He's you sure? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll back out. Are you sure? I'll back out. Okay, I'm just saying. Like no, we, you, nobody knows anything. I know people want to have like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm so upset about this pick. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is that Steve Eiserman took uh, Sandy Pelica with the next pick at 17. That's the only thing I'm a little concerned about. You talking because about Steve Eiserman knows how to draft? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's never a, an encouraging sign, to say the least. Um, I didn't see like sometimes you can, you can tell if there's maybe a little bit more pep in the Eiserman step or Eiserman step, but uh, yeah, that's that's never the the best vibe. Like if you would have sprinted up there. It would have been concerned. Yeah, you're like, oh, maybe Eiserman wait, we'd like to return ours. Maybe Eiserman really liked Hanzik. And then the Flames were like, yeah, we're taking Hanzik. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Hey, let's get into the rest of the draft because there were some, some right. there were some locks like the Chicago Blackhawks at first overall. The Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. Oh, whoa, we're all surprised. What? So crazy. Uh, then there was really the first decision came in Anaheim at number two. With our first selection, we are proud to select from Orbro SHL, Leo Carlson. Yeah, not really a surprise. Maybe the first decision because Adam like, Fantilli would have been the other like, option there. How many of our listeners aren't fans of Orbro? Oh, huge Orbro fan. Huge. Never miss a game, George. Don't know what their logo looks up like, but I would never miss a game. Uh, Columbus took Adam Fantilli. San Jose grabbed Will Smith. The next big question mark was Montreal at five. Were they going to make the pick? Were they going to grab Michkov? Were they going to trade the pick? Le Canadien de Montreal are proud to select David. <laughs> we planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Oof. Carey Price goes up to make the announcement and blanks on Reinbacher's name. Tough. That was uh, 
Only 11 seconds in between there. That yeah. might be cut, but yeah. yeah. David Reinbacher went to your Montreal Canadiens, George. Yeah, again, um, a lot of surprise. You know, maybe they should have took a forward in a forward rich draft, but, you know, right shot defenseman, probably the best defensive prospect in this draft. I don't know how you can go wrong. He's a big kid, too. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, yeah, from that Moritz Sider type of mold. Maybe the biggest surprise came in the pick after with Dmitry Simishev, big Russian defenseman. Really kind of maybe rose up the rankings during the interview process. Um, and what's the reasoning? What's the rationale? Be I, I don't remember why the Coyote staff all wear the same suits. I don't know what the rationale There's, is. There, but there is a it's reason It's only the second year that. that they've done it, I think, isn't it? Team yeah. unity. Yeah, like our players all wear the same uniform. Maybe we do. That's kind of what, that's yeah, what I Yeah, they brought assume. the alternate out, too. I was like hoping you know, they didn't use the Kachina jersey. They used the alternate jersey mm. to show off everything. So I think, I don't know. Maybe like, or hey, it was we only got... in the budget to have one type of suit, that so they got a too. deal on it because it's you... the Coyotes. Yeah. Did you hear Chuck Fletcher when they were going up to the stage for their first pick sneak in, I hope the team paid for those? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Pretty good stuff. Anyways, it's seven. With the uh, seventh, select, seventh selection of the draft, the Flyers are proud to select from St. Petersburg in the KHL, Matvey Mishkov. There he is, George, going off to Philly, maybe in like three or four years. Apparently, he had been in Philadelphia he earlier this Philly. week. He had checked out the the, the stadium, the whole facility. That's the word I was looking for. It took me as long as Use Carey words, Price Maddie. to get there. Yep. That's fine. I was looking for that life preserver like Kent Hughes. I thought that was interesting. But this is one of the things that started to percolate over the last kind of week that the Flyers were certainly interested and, and the interest became mutual. And now we'll see how how long it takes them to come over from, uh, to Philadelphia. Uh, let's see here. Vancouver picked Tom Willander at 11. Love this one. No pleasantries uh, whatsoever. Vancouver Canucks are proud to select from Rogla, Swedish Junior League, Tom Willander. Didn't go about Shocker. thinking. Uh, Shocker. Yeah. They got the big Swedish defenseman. Stunning. But they didn't end up, you know, thanking David Poyle or congratulating the Golden Knights. They just went up there and they made their pick. A little bit of other nonsense from last night. Uh, Kent Hughes did an interview with Elliot Friedman after making the pick of David Reinbacher. And Elliot asked him, what is the most difficult question that you were asking the players this year i think one was if you uh if you were at war and you were required to shoot down uh, enemy submarines and that submarine had shot down one of your boats and there were members of your your army in the water and you knew the submarine was there would you shoot the submarine yeah. Question whether what you, you know you appreciate you stay focused on a task. Difficult questions, but yeah, difficult questions. George. Like, it's like, oh, okay, okay. Dumb. <laughs> you know what I would do? I kill everybody, Kent. <laughs> Shoot them all. You know what I would do, Kent? I let God sort them out because I have to do a job. <laughs> Can I shoot a nuclear bomb to make sure I get everybody? Yeah, like what is this? <laughs> what is that? What is oh, that? My. I was sitting there in my kitchen trying to make dinner, and I kind of heard the is first the part. submarine going to see the Titanic? <laughs> is there, is, was that a question asked? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what sea are they in? 
What is the current conflict rate? Like, there's a lot of questions here, Kent. Uh, there was also this from Bill Guerin, which was a little bit more on the lighthearted side. Uh, also, a great thank you to uh, the city of Nashville, uh, especially, especially Tootsies, for keeping this entire group well hydrated and entertained. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo. Ayo, because the bar's think, named Tootsies. You think Bill Guerin's like, if you had a blimp that need to be shot down. <laughs> oh, the humanity. And all of your teammates were flying in the air with little wings. And then you had some soldiers on the ground that might get hit by blimp shrapnel. Would you shoot it down? Just normal tough questions. Yeah. Question whether you, you, know, you appreciate you stay focused on a task. Yeah, that's what the goal was. Anyways, uh, earlier in the day, we had some transactions. The Leafs extended... I can't even... Oh, they extended David Kampf, uh, Camp. you had a car... <laughs> ...that you could crash into some of your teammates to benefit other ones, would you do it? Could you imagine being 18 years old, just sitting there, just sweating? With, like, figuring out how to answer know, this question? year old like, kid. <laughs> With like a dozen 50 year old men, like not yeah. blinking, just staring at you emotionless. How would you do it? What would you do next? One guy if in the corner in writing tank. down the answer. <laughs> if you were in a tank and you could crawl out or shoot one of your friends as your last. <laughs> if you so were dumb. climbing Mount Everest yeah. and all of your teammates fell no, behind and you only had one bar left. What are we like, doing here? Elliot's reaction? Like, I just want to get Elliot on for two minutes just to feel like, <laughs> think about what was going through his head when Ken Hughes said that. One was if you uh, if you were at war and you were required to shoot down uh, enemy submarines and that submarine had shot down one of your boats and there were members of your, your army in the water and you knew the submarine was there, would you shoot the submarine? Hmm. Is that like if your teammates in front of the net and you have a chance to rip a clapper, <laughs> you do it anyway, even if you're gonna, you might hit him. Like, is, was that was that we trying to marry it with? Like, I, I don't, don't understand. Know. He said it was about staying on task. Like, there was like, yeah, question whether you you know you appreciate you stay focused on a task. Yeah, if you can stay focused on the task. Okay, can't relax and not like, worry about the okay. mortal lives of your teammates. Again, I get Focus that professional sports. I get that professional sports has a lot of money on the line and it's super serious, but like dial it back a little bit, Ken. Yeah. Anyways, the Maple Leafs extended no. David Comp for four years, so that's Oof. pretty sweet. <laughs> Leafs fans were four real years for a fourth line, center. real stoked. Lock about them this in, one. baby. Uh, Two point four Schmill. They also got Pontus Holmberg, who I didn't know existed. Two times eight hundred K. Riley Smith got traded. From Vegas to Pittsburgh. Thanks, thanks for the ring. See you later, bud. Uh, 2024 third round pick sent to Pittsburgh for Riley Smith. He's got two more years at $4 million. That made way for Vegas to extend Ivan Barbashev. He gets five years at $5 million per. And yeah, George, it was, was kind of sad. Yeah, again, one of the original misfits. Thanks for the championship ring. Bye. We got to sign Barbashev. Uh, Timo Meyer also got signed eight years at $8.8 million. The remaining question there is who's going to play between the pipes? Because everything else looks pretty damn good in New Jersey. The Avalanche also, how do they keep doing this? They traded the 37th overall pick, which is a second rounder that they got for Alex Newhook the day prior. 
to Tampa Bay for Ross Colton's signing rights. Just a real pain in the butt to play against. Playoff type performer who can play in your middle six, bottom six type guy. And the Avalanche got him for, you know, Alex Newhook plus a first round pick. Plus there was something else in that deal as well. Not bad for the Avalanche, George. Again, they, they continue to make smart moves. And that's a team. Them and the and the and Steve Eiserman are the teams that make a good move. I'm like, ooh, uh oh. What are they doing here? So that's like they the, get the benefit of the doubt with me. And right that, away. That's the NHL draft. Your pets employees, please put your warm hands together for Mason's Traveling Corporate Competitions present the Little Buff Boys Competition. Yeah, round two goes today. It starts at nine o'clock. Little Buff Boys competition. Looking forward to it. Anyways, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Jays and Giants yesterday. Game two of the series. The Giants went with the opener in game one. The Jays did it in game two. Trevor Richards had five strikeouts over three innings. And by the time he left, the Jays were already cruising. 1-0. Bounced over the first baseman up the right field line. A base hit for Varsho. A run driven in. And an extra base hit for Varsho. Merrifield hits one to right field. That drops in a base hit. Running on contact, Varsho streaking in. He scores, hustling to second. Wits in there. 3-1. That's ripped into left field, a base hit. Merrifield dashing around the bag at third. Up with a throw is Sable. Here's the play at the plate. Not in time. The Jays, five different scoring plays. They go up 5-0 in the first inning. Jays went on to win it 6-1. Bowden Francis, Trent Thornton, and Ye- Jimmy Garcia closed the door from the bullpen. Springer, 3-4 for four with a run and an RBI. This series is even now, George. Yeah, uh, again, um, the Brandon Belt uh, comment on Webb was great at the beginning of the game, his former teammate. He goes, I just want to embarrass uh, his family. And <laughs> Carving him up, which I thought was great. I just want to embarrass hilarious his family. At the same time. Dude, Brandon again, Belt is so funny, dude. Yeah. He's again, hilarious. Uh, big win for the Blue Jays. And uh, Richards continues to be uh, really good in that starter's role. In that bullpen day kind of thing that the Blue Jays got going on. Because uh, Alec Manoa is nowhere in, in sight. Uh, which is good. Also, been mentioning this series uh, because we've been carrying it on the Sportsnet television. Uh, A's and Yankees. How about this from the Yankees and A's game yesterday with the starter, Domingo Herman. Hands in his way. Rounded to third. Donaldson has it. There it is. Perfection for Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman has thrown the 24th perfect game. In baseball history, the fourth perfect game in Yankees history. Yeah, a perfect game, no hits, no walks. The Yankees obviously win it. Pretty cool to see, George. Only the 24th ever and the fourth in Yankees franchise history. Uh, really, really cool stat uh, by Sarah Langs. does a great job covering baseball. Uh, first pitcher to allow 10-plus runs in his previous start. And throws a perfect game. Uh, four such non-perfect no-hitters before that. Who doesn't remember in 1937 when Bill Dietrich allowed 10 runs in his prior start? Oh, yeah, Rick Dietz. That's what I used to uh, call him. Bill Hawk in, 19, in 1839. The ball hawk, yeah. 1893, sorry. 1893. Uh, up, Come on, get it right. Yeah. We all know. Right. Um, 
Yeah, he gave up 14 runs, probably dealing with typhoid. Um, <laughs> Sam Kimber, in 1884, gave up 11 runs. And who doesn't remember the old Frank the Tank, Frank Mountain, on June 5th, 1884, where he allowed 10 runs. He probably pitched all nine innings, too. <laughs> Gross. Brutal. Uh, yeah, congrats. We're probably dealing with terrible diarrhea at the same time. Gross, dude. It was a thing back then. They didn't refrigerate food properly. Yeah, and you, like, died from it. Hey, the series yep. closes tonight. Jose Barrios will get the call. Where is it? Chris Bassett. I thought it was supposed to be Barrios Bassett. It's going to be Bassett today. Uh, 507 <laughs> start. Sportsnet <laughs> West. Patrick just weighs in there. Bassett. Yeah, you just spat that one in my Pro face. Probassett. 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 Other action on the network. The Bassett, Yankees, the Yankees, idiot. The Yankees and the A's. <laughs> And the Dodgers and the Rockies will both be on Sportsnet 1 later today. Hey, George, look at this. More NFL players are going to get suspended this week for gambling. Oh, there goes your Sonic rings. Isaac Rogers or Isaiah Rogers? Isaiah Rogers, who's a Colts cornerback and kick returner, is among one of several NHLers, uh, NFLers we expect to be suspended later this week. That coming from Schefter yesterday. Mm. Uh Again, that's what they tell you uh, day one as a professional football player. Don't bet on anything, especially football. Mm-hmm. But again, it's so hypocritical by the league, right? Yeah, extremely. Like they're not betting on the league and on their own games. Like, who cares? Like, the league is like, it's well, the reason why well, NFL is king. Well, the last group of suspensions they did. Yeah, the bet problem the was that they were not, they were betting on the NFL and their own games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're again, well, they, they deserve to be suspended. But I'm just saying, like, just Even guys who are like trainers and stuff, they can't bet on anything else. Yeah, that's true. Which is so hypocritical because obviously the NFL's king, as I just mentioned, because of gambling and fantasy football. You just got to do it illegally, Jordan. It's not that hard. Come on. All right. Uh, hey, in golf. Easy doozy. Bingo, bango, bongo. Sandys, Barkies, Arnie's, Wolf. What? It is Thursday, so golf they will. It's the Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club in Michigan. Uh, they had a bad storm late last week, early this week. Had to do a ton of ground repair. They had trees coming out of the ground like Augusta earlier this season. Smoke had snuck down into Detroit as well. So uh, we'll see if that persists over the weekend. As for Canadians, uh, Taylor Pendrith, Adam Hadwin, Adam Svensson, and Michael Gligich are all in the field. Pendrith finished tied for second last year. See if he can win it this time. Also, on the Canadian Tour, they got their first of two Alberta stops this weekend. They're up at North Bear outside of Edmonton. They'll be coming to Country Hills here in Calgary at the end of the season for the Fortnite Cup Championship in September. The Calgary Surge fell to the Scarborough Shooting Stars 79-65 in their first ever meeting at Winsport. Cat Barber had a game-high 27 points for the Stars, while Simi Shitu led the Surge with 21 also, uh, the dogs back in action tonight after a day off. Yeah, so if you're the Medicine Half 57s, hey, you're going to want to look out because the dogs are looking for their 10th straight win tonight. That'll go just after 7 o'clock. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Oh, that's terrific stuff, Maddie. And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, we'll talk to Frank Cervalli live from Nashville. Are we going to see some trades today? Are we gonna, <laughs> we, we, is that going to happen? 
It's the latest on Noah Hannafin. Um, and I want to also dive in with Frank about the whole Tyler Toffoli trade situation. And we got some VIP tickets to the Cowboys Music Festival on Sunday, July 16th to give away. Uh, we'll give away the topic at 730. Awesome. We'll do that. Uh, it's the big show. It's Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.